Hello, this is Adam from Cinemation Reviews, and I'm here to talk with you today about the uh, Golden Globes that were hosted last night by Ricky Gervais. Um, I'm just here to talk with you about the nominees and the winners, and what I thought of the whole event. Um, I'm not going to talk about categories like uh, limited series um, or the foreign language films, as I don't watch a lot of them, so it'd be a bit hypocritical of me talking about mo movies or shows that I haven't seen. Um, but I will start off with um, Best Performance by an Actor um, in a Supporting Role in a Series uh, for TV. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård won for Chernobyl, which I heard very good things about that show. I have not yet watched it, but I will certainly uh, keep that in mind and maybe one day watch it. Other nominees are Alan Arkin, uh, Kieran Culkin, Andrew Scott and Henry Winkler. Um, personally, out of all of them, I would have easily chosen Henry Winkler since I'm a big fan of the TV show Barry, by, uh, written by Bill Hader. Um, and Henry Winkler's performance in that show is uh, brilliant. It's probably the best role I've seen him in, uh, recently anyway. Uh, and like I said, I, I love the show Barry. I think it's well directed, well written and brilliantly acted, uh, especially from Bill Hader's part. So that's what I think of that. Um, then we move on to Best Television Series, Musical or Comedy. Um, Fleabag won, which I've heard very good things about, but I have not yet watched. Other nominees were Barry, The Kaminsky Method, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and The Politician. Um, as I just said, I'm a huge fan of Barry, so I'd have definitely chosen that again as a winner, especially for the comedy side because uh, Bill Hader, I think, is a great comedic actor, one of the best of our times, um, and he's done great with the show, Barry, in his direction, his writing, and his acting. Uh, best original score for a motion picture was won by Joker. Um, other nominees were Motherless Brooklyn, Little Woman, 1917, and Marriage Story. Um, I have, so far out of all of them, only watched Joker, since 1917 hasn't yet released in the UK. Um, Marriage Story, I've not really had an interest in watching, and I probably won't. Same with Little Woman, and Motherless Brooklyn has only had a limited release in the UK, so wasn't shown near a theatre near me. Although, when it comes out for rental, I will definitely rent that, because it, it was a, a, a movie I was very excited for, since it was Edward Norton's... Uh, big directorial debut uh, but Joker I mean what a film that was this year I mean I've got very strong opinions on that film um, we've all seen in the news about how they think it could uh, you know it could sp spike um, violent acts and more crime uh, I think that's all rubbish to be honest um, Joker is really just you read the comics about Joker when you're a kid and you don't really take it to heart. Joker is there to show you that if them comics were real, it wouldn't be the nicest experience in the world for someone, uh, for that person to go through or anyone around them. Um, and for me, it just shows a real depiction of, of one of these uh, villains that we all just think because they're made up, they're not, they're not realistic in any way. Joker shows a realistic side of a, a fictional villain um, played brilliantly by Joaquin Phoenix. Um, 
we'll get onto him later on in this podcast because I've heard a lot of buzz about him for the Golden Globes. Um, but yes, the score was also very good for Joker, very haunting, uh, and worked really well in the scenes it was played in. Uh, moving on to the best screenplay for a motion picture, uh, the winner was Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Other nominees were Noah Boomack uh, for Marriage Story, Bong Joon-ho and Han Jin-won for Parasite, Anthony McCartan for The Two Popes, and Steve Zalian for The Irishman. Um, I have both seen um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman. Um, I have not yet seen Parasite as it's a foreign language film, and sadly, the the realistic point from the UK, they don't support foreign films a lot over here, so they aren't played in as many theatres. Um, so it's really hard to get a hold of watching a film like Parasite, although I would have loved to. Sadly, UK don't give foreign films as much as a chance as other countries, which I really think should have changed by now. But um, the the film industry in, U- in the UK, they make great films, but I-, I think some bad decisions are made quite a lot of the time with age ratings and and um, and what type of films they show. Um, but I, I also watched The Irishman uh, on Netflix the day it came out. Uh, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'm a huge fan of Martin Scorsese's film. My uh, favourite probably being The King of Comedy. Um, I'm a big fan of Robert De Niro. Uh, Joe Pesci was brilliant. And of course Al Pacino. And what a stellar cast in that film. Um, the the uh, screenplay was great. This is what they were nominated for. Uh, the direction was great. And of course the acting was superb. Um and I really enjoyed the film, even though it was three and a half hours long. It's quite a long film to get to, through, and it can be quite slow at times. It wasn't as slow as I thought it was going to be. Um, it actually moved quite fast-paced at the start, but it kind of slowed down towards the middle. But I really enjoyed it at the end of the day. And, of course, the winner, Quentin Tarantino, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, for people that follow my Twitter, they will know I have very high praise for this film. It is... My favourite Quentin Tarantino film of all time, and I'm a huge fan of Quentin Tarantino's work. But not only is it that, it is also my favourite movie of all time out of anything I've ever seen. Um, I saw it back in August uh, in Hollywood. I was in Hollywood at the time. I think that added to the experience. But, I mean, the acting was superb. The direction, of course, from Quentin Tarantino. And the screenplay was incredible, just like Pulp Fiction. It's It's... What's different to Pulp Fiction than uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is uh, Pulp Fiction's got quite a bit of action in it, a bit of violence to keep you entertained. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, as I'm sure you've heard, is a very hangout movie. So it's a lot of talking, hanging out with these characters and getting to know them. So this movie really heavily relied on having a great screenplay, which of course we knew Quentin Tarantino was going to deliver on. But I didn't know he was going to deliver to this level. It was incredible. The acting from Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio and Margot Robbie was superb. Um, I think I will do a review in another podcast. Although it is a movie that's been out for quite quite a while now, a few months. I, since it is my favourite movie of all time and I have a lot of strong opinions on it. I think I'll make a, a, a review on that at a later date. To talk about the controversies and what I think of the film overall. But... 
I'm very glad that won the best screenplay, as in my opinion, of course it did. Uh, following closely, in my opinion, by The Irishman, I think that was a great screenplay as well. But moving on to best original song for a motion picture uh, was I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. Other nominees were Beautiful Ghost by Cats, Into the Unknown by Fro uh, in Frozen 2, and Spirit in The Lion King, and Stand Up in Harriet. Um, I've watched uh, Rocket Man, Cats, and The Lion King. Uh, I've never been really a fan of Frozen. Uh, it's not my type of film, and neither is Harriet. So I can't speak on their songs, but Cats, for me, and for a lot of people, was just diabolical. It it was the worst film I've ever seen in my life. Um, and no a good original song was going to make up for that. And it certainly didn't. I did not enjoy Cats one bit. I didn't enjoy the music, the singing, the acting. It, it was a mess. So there was no way, in my opinion, that was ever going to win Best Original Song. Um, the Lion King spirit. Um, I I heard a lot of hype about this uh, song le uh, leading up to the movie since it was um, sung by Beyonce. Um and to be honest, it was, in my opinion, one of the weaker songs of the movie. Um, and in my opinion overall for The Lion King, I way preferred the original um, in every way, to be honest. I mean, the CGI was, of course, incredible in The Lion King, but I thought the original was just done better. Um, so, And I wasn't as impressed with the latest new song that I preferred the original Lion King songs. Um, but... Love Me Again with Rocket Man. I don't. I, I have watched Rocket Man. I fully enjoyed it, but I don't actually remember that song out of all of them. I think because it was an Elton John biopic, and I'm a big fan of Elton John's songs. I was only really listening out for his songs, so I don't actually remember what Love Me Again sounds like. But um, overall, as a film, Rocket Man had great acting, great direction, great um, musical elements to it and of course the music was great so I see why that would have won anyway for best original song moving on to um, best performance by an actor in a television series musical or comedy um, Rami Youssef uh, won for the show Rami uh, other nominees were Michael Douglas in the Kaminsky Method Bill Hader in Barry Ben Platt in The Politician, and Paul Rudd with Living With Yourself. Um, I have not seen Rami, uh, so I don't know what it's like at all. Uh, I imagine it's good since uh, he won, but um, I've not yet seen it. I may give it a go. But uh, Michael Douglas in The Kaminsky Method, I've not yet seen that show either, but Michael Douglas I'm a big fan of, um, especially in the movie... Uh, the 1990s movie, um, oh, what's it called now? Uh, My Michael Douglas stars in it, uh, Falling Down, uh, an indie movie that not a lot of people saw back then. Uh, I only saw recently, and I was very impressed with it. So if you're looking for a movie to watch and you've got nothing else to watch, I highly recommend that movie because it was very looked over. But what an incredible movie and great acting from Michael Douglas. So I have no doubt that it would have been brilliant in the Kaminsky Method too. Bill Hader and Barry, I've already talked about this twice, but I think Bill Hader is an incredible comedic actor. Um, 
especially in Barry, his direction is right and in his acting. You've heard me talk about this before in this podcast. I think he should have won that still. Um, the Politician I have not seen either. Paul Rudd in Living With Yourself. I have watched a bit of Living With Yourself. I kind of, I kind of gave up with it. Um, I, it. I started to... I was really keen on it for the first few episodes, but then it started to go on. And I, I was I was falling out of love with it. I didn't really like it as much towards the end of the season. But Paul Rudd, I'm a huge fan of him as a comedic actor. A bit like Bill Hader, I think he's one of the best comedic actors living today. Um, and he was great in Living With Yourself, especially having to play two parts. Um, uh, and yeah, I think he's a great actor overall. So I would have been happy with Bill Hader or Paul Rudd. Uh, Bill Hader overall best performance by an actress um, in a TV series I'm probably not going to go over um, no offence to any of the actresses involved just reading this list now I've not seen any of the movies that were uh, uh, any of the TV shows that were nominated uh, so I, I don't really have the right to talk about that um, best performance by an actor in a TV series drama surprisingly on this list well actually i'll talk about it because i have seen uh, a bit of the shows on this list but brian cox won for succession other nominees were kit harrington in game of thrones rami malik in mr robot uh, tobias Menzia, menzias for the crown and billy porter for pose um i have currently seen mr robot i've seen quite a bit of it i'm a huge fan of the show i think rami malik's brilliant um, especially as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody last year. Um, but uh, I think he's great in Mr. Robot as well, playing playing a very so- socially anxious guy, but with, uh, with uh, who is very skilled in uh, hacking. It's a very interesting show. Uh, I haven't yet seen all of it, but um, I think out of all the actors on this list, he should have won. Um, but as I was saying, uh, Kit... Uh, Kit Harrington in uh, the uh, Game of Thrones. I've not been really that big of a fan of Game of Thrones. I know it's um, received a cult following. Uh, I I did watch a full season and I just couldn't get into it. I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but it's just my personal taste with TV shows. I'm very selective with them. Um, now, moving on... Uh, for some reason, it's repeated best screenplay again. Of course, that was a uh, Quentin Tarantino. We already know that. Um, best actor in a supporting role in any motion picture uh, was won by Brad Pitt with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Other nominees were Tom Hanks with A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, Anthony Hopkins in The Two Popes, Al Pacino in The Irishman, and Joe Pesci in The Irishman. Um, as I've said before, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my favourite movie of all time. And I think Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt played excellent roles in that film um, as Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. Um, I definitely think Brad Pitt should have uh, uh, won, and I'm glad he did. Um, Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Once again, another film that the UK has not yet released, uh, which is... I'm pretty sure it's coming out on the uh, 31st of January, so I'm going to catch that as soon as I can. I've heard very good things about it, and uh, I'm a huge fan of Tom Hanks' work. 
I think he's brilliant. Forrest Gump is one of my favourite movies of all time. I think he's a superb actor. But I'll have more about Tom Hanks later on in the podcast because, of course, if you've read any news, um, he did a big speech. And I'll talk about it later on. Uh, the Two Popes, I have not yet watched. Um, no offence, but I don't think a lot of people have. I mean, I'm not a religious person in any way, so I have no real interest in movies like The Two Popes. But I know Anthony Hopkins from uh, Sansa of Lambs is a great actor, um, and no wonder he was nominated. Uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci in The Irishman, um, they were both outstanding. I personally preferred um, Joe Pesci's performance over Al Pacino's. Just um, Joe Pesci has not been in the spotlight for a long time, and this is his first like breakout performance in quite some time. Um, and it was great just to see him back in a main role, and I thought he was superb in it. Um, moving on to uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role in Any Motion Picture, um, Laura Dern won for Mag Marriage Story, which I've told you I've not seen yet. Um, Kathy Bates was nominated for Richard Jewell. Uh, Annette Benning for The Report. Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Um, surprisingly enough, I've not seen, um, I've not seen a lot of them films. Uh, I saw Hustlers, I saw Bombshell, uh, I've not seen, not yet seen, uh, Richard Jewell, as it's once again not released in the UK. Um, you'll probably hear that a lot, because the UK are very slow at releasing, um, lower budget indie style films. Um, Hustlers though, Jennifer Lopez is great, um. Uh, probably the best role I've seen her in uh, recently anyway and but uh, standout for me was definitely Margot Robbie in Bombshell I think she's a great actress overall The Wolf of Wall Street Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um, she's a uh, like I said she's a great action uh, actress overall and she was great in Bombshell um, alongside Charlize Theron and Nicole Kidman uh, she was a standout for me so I personally think she should have won that um, best actor in a motion picture musical or comedy um, Taron Egerton won with Rocketman um, other nominees were Daniel Craig for Knives Out Roman Griffin Davis for Jojo Rabbit uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name I can talk a lot about this category to be honest because I've seen all films in, that were nominated and won Starting off with Taron Egerton and Rocketman, I've already talked about this. I thought he was brilliant in the role. Uh, his voice was incredible singing, but his acting was also outstanding. Um, so I, I, I'm glad he won that. Personally, though, Leonardo DiCaprio going back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, my favourite film of the year. Of course, I'm going to say that I think he should have won as Rick Dalton. He was brilliant. Um... But personally, I actually preferred Brad Pitt's performance in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just thought Cliff Booth was quite a standout performance. But moving on to Knives Out, Daniel Craig got, got nominated. Um, Knives Out, uh, if you uh, follow me on Twitter, you'd have seen. Or Stardust. Um, I, I post 30 second reviews on Stardust. It's a great app. I think you should check it out at Cinemation. Um, if you just want simple 30 second reviews instead of half an hour long podcasts, I I, I recommend going over to that. Um, but 
Daniel Craig, as I said uh, uh, in my review, was that I thought he did a great performance in Knives Out. I thought Knives Out was one of the surprises of 2019. Um, I really enjoyed it. Ryan Johnson's had a bit of a hard time with Star Wars and everything that happened. That's a whole different conversation. But personally, when he's directing and making his own films, such as Knives Out or Looper, I think he's in a much more comfortable position and I feel like he knows much more what he's doing. Um, so Knives Out was a standout film last year. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I put it fourth on my best list, uh, best movies of the year um, on Twitter. And Daniel Craig's performance in that um, was incredible. Uh, his accent was dead corny, but I, 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 me as well as a lot of other reviews I've heard really thought it would start out quite corny and get quite annoying but it really it really suited him towards the end of the film uh, and we got and i think i as well as a lot of other reviews really got used to it and really enjoyed it roman griffin davis for jojo rabbit the uk only released jojo rabbit about four days ago um that is when i saw it I've had a bit of time to think about it, and it's one of them films that technically came out in 2019 in the US, so I'm going to count it as a 2019 film. It was one of them films that I thought a lot about, Taika Waititi, of course, directing it. Um, I personally adored the film. Uh, it has been surrounded in quite a bit of controversy, which I don't think was fair on the film. I mean, it is going to be a controversial film, even if you see the trailer, you know it's going to be about a kid having an imaginary friend that's Hitler. It's it's going to be controversial just from that. But I think a lot of people, when they saw the trailer, immediately thought it was supporting Nazism and giving it a spotlight. No way in any shape or form did I think that watching the film. Um, I thought it was actually offending Nazis more than it was Jews um, through the comedy it was doing. Because it was it was making Nazis seem out to be dumb, which they were. Let's all admit that. Um, and although uh, you had to hear from imaginary Hitler's point of view about the Jews, um, in actual fact, the movie was more poking fun at how dumb and stupid Nazis were being about not liking Jews. Um, so in nowhere, shape or form did I think that Jojo Rabbit supported Nazism um, or anything like it. I, I, I thought it was a brilliant film, it's hilarious, but for some very heartfelt moments, some very hard-hitting moments, because there was a lot of comedy, but yet at the same time, um, it was reminding us that, right, this may be a comedy, um, a, a quite a light-hearted one, but at the same time, we've got to remind you that this was a real thing that happened, a real war, it wasn't a nice thing, so then it hits you with some quite hard-hitting stuff. Um, but all in all, an amazing film, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, I might review that in a separate podcast as well. Leonardo, uh, I've already talked about Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, moving on to Eddie Murphy in Dolomite Is My Name. Another surprise of 2019. I really loved the film. Um, it would have been in my top 10, but there were so many incredible films that came out last year. 2019 was a solid year for movies. I will say that for a fact. And Dolomite Is My Name was another solid movie. It was hilarious. Um, personally, my favourite Eddie Murphy performance of all time. Uh, I think he was great in it. And I'd never heard of this uh, of this comedian that used Dolomite as an act. Uh, so this film really shown up, show, 
um, shone a light on it, uh, on this character for me that I'd never heard of before. Um, and Eddie Murphy was great in the main role, and the supporting cast was great. Um, but yeah, out of all of them, like I said, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, uh, I think should have won. But Taron Egerton, of course, was great in the uh, in Rocket Man. Best motion picture uh, animated, The Missing Link won for United uh, from United Artists uh, releasing. Other nominees were Frozen 2 from Disney, of course, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World from Universal, Toy Story 4 from Disney, and The Lion King from Disney. I don't watch the most animated films, um, so I, I didn't watch all of these films included, but I did watch quite a few of them. Um, the Missing Link, I didn't quite catch. It, I saw the trailer and it was out in the UK, so there's no excuse for me not going to see it, except for the simple fact that I wasn't very interested in seeing it. Um, I am a big fan of stop-motion animation in the right films. Coraline, I think, is a great animated film, one of the best of all time, in my opinion. Um, and same uh, same with a lot of Likers the animation studio Likers films uh, a lot of them have been great especially Paranorman as well um, Frozen 2 was a uh, nominee as I said I didn't go and see that it's not my type of film How to Train Your Dragon I have not seen any of the How to Train Your Dragon films they have never interested me Toy Story 4 was the next one uh, I saw that. I'm a huge fan of the Toy Story series. I think they're some of the best animations of all time. Um, and Toy Story 4 was very heartfelt. Some few, A few funny moments. Of course, the voice acting was great from Tom Hanks um, and the rest of the cast. Um, and personally, out of all these films, I would have chosen that as I'm a huge fan of the series. Uh, the Lion King, as I said before, I preferred the original. I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, the remake. For the simple fact that I didn't think the CGI that was used showed a lot of emotion in the characters' faces. So you didn't feel as connected with the characters in this one, I thought. So I'd stick to the original. Uh, and like I said, Toy Story 4 was probably my, um, my choice out of the best motion picture animated. Um, best director for a motion picture... Uh, Sam Mendes won uh, for 1917. Uh, other nominees were Bong John Hu, uh, Bong Joon Hu. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, for Parasite, Todd Phillips for Joker, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, and Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. As you can see, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood got a lot of nominations, well deserved. Um, I'm going to talk about that first because, of course, I've said Quentin Tarantino. I've said a million times in this in, uh, in this podcast that I think Quentin Tarantino's work is incredible. All of his films are some of my favourites of all time, especially Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, of course, I would have chosen him out of all of them. But at the same time, seeing that he won Best Screenplay, and that was kind of obvious that that was going to happen. Um, of course, giving another director a chance to win this one since he has already won a Best Director Oscar uh, before. Given, uh, I would have given another director a chance. So out of the rest of the list, Martin Scorsese, of course he's won Oscars for his work. His work's brilliant, like I said before. Um, Todd Phillips for The Joker. 
I mean, like I said before, an incredible movie and superb direction from Todd Phillips. Uh, uh, very similar to Martin Scorsese's direction style, in my opinion. Um, so, out of all these, I'd, I'd have given the award to uh, Todd Phillips. Uh, Parasite, like I said, I haven't seen yet because the UK don't really support foreign films. Um, and Sam Mendes for 1917 uh, has not yet come out in the UK. It comes out this Friday, and I am seeing it this Friday. So I may have a review up on a later podcast. But for now, Todd Phillips um, for Joker would have won in my book. It would have been Quentin Tarantino, but he's won won enough screenplay and directing awards. I think we should give someone else a chance. Especially Todd Phillips, since his his most acclaimed directed movie was really The Hangover. And that was a comedy. So it's a big turnaround for him, and I think he deserved an award for it. Some recognition. Now the interesting ones. Best actor in a motion picture uh, drama. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker won. Without a shadow of a doubt, I entirely agree. Um, Joaquin Phoenix played the role of Arthur Arthur Fleck um, incredibly well. Um, and the, uh, this, this downward spiral to his transition to the Joker um, was, was captivating. Uh, as captivating as hell in that film and I adored it so I think 100% he should have won other nominees Christian Bale Antonio Banderas uh, Adam Driver and Jonathan Price um, Jonathan Price for the two popes like I said I haven't watched so I can't make a comment on same with Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Pain and Glory with Antonio Banderas um but I can make a comment on Ford vs. Ferrari since I have seen it. Easily one of my favourite films of last year. Uh, I think I put it as number three. I adored Ford vs. Ferrari. Like, I loved it. I'm a huge fan of cars. I have been since I was young. So this film um, meant a lot to me. Um, and not only was it a great racing car film. It was it was a great drama in general. And Matt Damon and Christian Bale were incredible Um in their roles um as ken miles and um what's his name um matt damon's role was uh of course uh carol shelby <laughs> i don't know why i just blanked that one um but uh christian bale was my preferred performance in ford vs ferrari and although they were both great matt damon and christian bale um but I f- personally think Joaquin Phoenix, the uh, the lengths he had to go to to create uh, Arthur Fleck as a character and make him very real, I think he deserved that award. Although second place for me would have been Christian Bale in Ford vs Ferrari as Ken Miles. Um, best actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy, uh, Aqu- Aquafina, I think her name is, uh, from The Farewell. I recently watched Jumanji, The Next Level, which had her in. I haven't watched The Farewell, but she was great in Jumanji. So, um, I can kind of see why they may have chose her for Best Actress in a Musical or Comedy. Other nominees were Anna de De Armas for Knives Out. Um, she She was personally one of the best parts of Knives Out for me, apart from, of course, Daniel Craig's performance. Uh, she was great in Knives Out, uh, standout performance. K- 
Kate Blanchett was also nominated for Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Once again, a movie that did not release in the UK, as far as I'm aware, so didn't get to see. But Kate Blanchett as an actress, all in all, I think she's great. I wouldn't call her one of my favourite actresses of all time, but uh, some some roles over time she's been brilliant in, so uh, I see why she was nominated. Beanie, Fe uh, Beanie Feldstein, I think her name is, from Booksmart. I did watch Booksmart, not in the cinema, but I rented it because um, it was on a limited release in the UK once again. Um, personally, Booksmart is the most overrated film of 2019 for me. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't find a lot of it funny. I think I only laughed about once in the whole film. And since it was so critically acclaimed, I expected way more. Of course, directed by Olivia, uh, Olivia Wilde, her first directorial debut. Um, but to be honest, I, it, it wasn't for me. I, do, I don't know where it went wrong for me. Of course, the fact that it, I didn't find it very funny was a big place in where it went wrong. But uh, all in all, just the, the whole movie in general, not just the fact that I didn't find it funny, but just the whole movie in general kind of fell apart for me. I, I, I didn't enjoy it. Um, and uh, Emma Thompson for Late Night was nominated. I haven't seen Late Night either. It didn't interest me. I've seen, I saw the trailers, but like I said, it didn't interest me, so I didn't go and watch it. But Emma Thompson, uh, she's been a great actress over time. Um, so I, I've, I have no doubt that she probably deserved that nomination. Um, now moving on to Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama. Uh, Renee Zellweger won for Judy, um, which kind of shocked me to be honest because Judy didn't make that much at the box office. It wasn't a very um, heard of film. Not a lot of people were talking about it. Um, I didn't hear a lot of people talking especially about a performance so um, I was quite shocked when I heard that she won this award. Um, no doubt that she is. she's a great actress in general. Jerry Maguire she's great in. Of course Bridget Jones all them films she's brilliant and funny in. Um, so this would have definitely been a different movie for her. I haven't seen it, uh, but like I said, I didn't hear a lot of buzz about it, so I was surprised uh, that she won. But uh, after seeing her other roles, I'm I'm kind of glad that she won and was given a chance at a shot like this. Um, uh, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, like I said, not seeing that film. And I'm not planning to, to be honest, it doesn't interest me at all. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. I've heard a lot of buzz about Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson's performance in this film. Uh, I may give it a shot, but I haven't been too interested in watching it um, as of yet. But I may give it a go. Uh, Cerise Ronan for Little Woman. Like I said, uh, I wasn't very interested in going to watch it. I haven't uh, yet. But I, I did watch um, Lady Bird when that came out, and she was excellent in that film so i have no doubt that uh she's a great actress in general so i have no doubt that why she got the nomination and charlie's Theron for bombshell as i said i saw this film um my standout in that film was probably margot robbie but charlie's Theron was great um so out of all them films since bombshell was the only one i saw i can only comment and say that i think charlie's Theron should have won but Renee Zellweger, in general, is a great actress, so I see why she won. Um, here was a big one. Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy. 
The winner was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I was very happy about. Um, my one issue with the award it won was I don't know if it should have fallen under the musical or comedy category. Um, I get that there's some very funny parts in the film, uh, some parts where I, I laughed a lot, but I wouldn't call it a comedy. And I think if we go into Google and search it up, I don't think they classed it as a comedy either. Um, I'm just going to search it up right now just so I can back what I'm saying. But um, yes, it well, uh, yeah, Google count it as a drama which I totally agree on. I mean, it, it deals with a heavy subject at the same time of it being a fun hangout film. Um, Sharon Tate, of course, and the Manson murders. Um, so I don't know if I would necessarily put it under the comedy section, but I think the Golden Globes did this as a way of um, not having to have... Um, not, well, spoiler for the next... Um, category 1917 of course won the drama best motion picture i think this was an easy way out for the golden globes to not have to pit 1917 and once upon a time in hollywood against each other i think they thought it was too tight of um i think i think they thought it was it was uh, too tight of a decision to make so they i think they just purposely split up the uh categories and made once upon a time in hollywood a comedy since it have, of course has more funny moments in it than a war film. Um, but back to the uh, best motion picture for musical or comedy. Other nominees were Jojo Rabbit. Of course I loved that film. Knives Out. Um, love it once again. Rocket Man. Brilliant. And Dawn That Is My Name. Um, great film. Like I said once upon a time in Hollywood. I'm so glad it did win uh, a best motion picture award. I hope it wins at the Oscars best motion picture. But uh, of course... If it wins, um, if if it gets nominated for the Oscars, uh, it is going to have to go against 1917. There's no other way around it. It can't. They can't split up the categories, uh, and I think that those are going to be the two that will definitely go against each other: 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hopefully, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood wins. But I've heard very good things about 1917, um, of which I am seeing on Friday, so I, I'll be able to. I'll be able to decide for myself. Um, Rocket uh, Rocket Man was great, of course. Dolomite is my name. Uh, very funny. Uh, I'm surprised it got a Best Motion Picture um, nomination since it is a Netflix film. You don't usually hear of Netflix films getting these kind of nominations. Although it is a change this year because The Irishman also got a nomination and Marriage Story which all three are Netflix films, so Netflix has done really good for themselves in 2019. Hopefully that continues. Um, but uh, I'm glad Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won for that category. Best Motion Picture Drama of, uh, is the last category. And of course I said 1917 won. Uh, other nominees were The Irishman, Marriage Story and Joker uh, and The Two Popes. Uh, I've not yet seen 1917 as I just said. So I cannot make a comment on whether that should have won or not. But The Irishman I have seen. It was uh, incredible as I said. Um, so that was definitely in the running for me. Um, Marriage Story I've not seen. Neither have I seen The Two Popes. Um, but Joker was also nominated. Out of all these films. Um, I would have. For the drama category. 
since I've not seen 1917, I would have put Joker as the winner. Since I've seen it, I think it's an incredible film. Um, and I, I, I just think it should be given as much praise as it can be. Because I don't think it's going to win Best Picture at the Oscars. Um, since uh, the Oscars is a, is a well, it's, it's from the Academy. And we all know what the Academy can be like sometimes. Um, they more go for the... Uh, they more go for the political films, uh, to put it in put it in different words. Um, they go for the ones that'll that do. I don't think they go for as much for audience opinions um, as they do via their own decisions. I, th I think the Academy can be quite fixed at times. That is a whole different conversation, though. And when the Oscar nominations come out this year. Uh, I'll make a separate podcast and talk about the nominations and just the Academy itself and what I think it's really turned into. But uh, uh, out of all them, like I said, I think Joker should have won. So that is it for all the categories. Uh, of course, I missed out a few because um, I'll only have missed out a few if um, I haven't seen any of the nominees or winners in that category because I don't, I don't think it's fair for me to comment on films or TV shows that I haven't seen. But the other topic of discussion, which I, I won't talk about for too long since I know this podcast is um, going over the 30-minute mark. But um, Tom Hanks, of course, um, got his Cecil B. DeMille uh, Award, uh, which I think he entirely deserved. And his speech was very heartfelt. I've watched it all the way through. It did bring a tear to my eye. I think it brought a, a tear to a lot of people's eyes. Um and uh, and Tom Hanks just in general he's a really nice man he's an incredible actor um, I don't think there's a role he's been in that I've not liked um, and uh, I mean picking out some of the quotes he said in his speech uh, when he said a man is and I quote um, a man is sorry a man is blessed a man is blessed with a family sitting down front like that a wife who is fantastic in every way it was taught me what love is. Five kids who are braver and stronger and wiser than their old man is. And a loving group of people who have put away with me being away for away for months and months at a time. Of course, otherwise, I wouldn't be standing here if they didn't have to put up with that. So I can't tell you how much your love means to me. That's the wife and kids. I mean, that for itself just shows what type of man uh, Tom Hanks is. Like I said, he's an incredible actor, an incredible person in general. Uh, his speech is very heartfelt. I think he fully deserved this award. I think a lot of people do. Um, I've heard that at the Oscars, he's getting a um, Lifetime Award. I think it's... Um, uh, well, I, I think he's getting a Lifetime Award. That is what came out in the news not so long ago. Um, I think he's well-deserved for all of this. Um Reading some tweets here, um, it um, people are saying it brought me to tears. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I think Tom Hanks is an incredible actor. Um, and all in all, I'm also going to talk for the next uh, a minute and a half, because I might as well round this podcast off to 45 minutes. Uh, Ricky Gervais is um, presenting the Golden Globes. He said this would be his last time. We'll see if that really happens. I mean, 
if anyone's handed a giant paycheck, I don't think they're going to say no. Uh, but Ricky Gervais, of course, has been very a very controversial host over the years. Um, I, I, I didn't watch the full Golden Globes this year, but I have seen highlight clips, and of course I've seen the results. Um, but uh, I heard some of his quite controversial jokes. He's a very funny guy, uh, producing The Office, of course, and writing some of the episodes. I'm a huge fan of the show The Office. Uh, I think his comedy, Ricky Gervais' comedy is great. Of course, he's got his brand new show on Afterlife that um, that I really enjoyed the first season of, and he's getting a second season, well-deserved. Um, but uh, Golden Globes, he's been a great host, I think, every year, to be honest. Unlike the Oscars, where they've had some on-and-off hosts. Um, and, I mean, last year, they didn't even have a host at all. So that says something about um, their choices of hosts. They... They realise they ain't always making the best decisions. Um, I don't think the uh, host for the next Oscars has been announced yet, but that'll be in a different uh, podcast about Oscar news. But anyway, that about wraps it up for uh, this podcast about the 2020 Golden Globes. Uh, Thank you for listening. I'll have another podcast um, out very soon, so stay tuned for that. Um, Hope you enjoyed, and thank you.